This is episode 37, Perseverance and Hard Work with Noe Lopez, part 1. Mabuhay and welcome to the Best of You podcast. Each week, we give you an inspirational person or message designed to empower you to go further faster. My name is Jessie and you're listening to another special episode of Best of You. Hey guys, this is Mike and thank you so much for making this podcast part of your listening. It really means the world to me when I get feedback from listeners that this is really, really helpful, that they're finding this inspirational and empowering. And I promise to continue to get better. And this episode will, will, will verify that. We have a very exciting guest for you today. And well, first of all, let's start with the company brand that he leads here in the Philippines. So I think so many, one of the most recognizable brands in the world is Starbucks. With over 20,000 branches around the world, they have over 200 here in the Philippines. I got a chance to sit down with Noe Lopez, the CEO of Starbucks here in the Philippines. Now, what I, I personally took so much from this interview, because not just, we, yes, we, did, we do talk a lot about business and lessons from business, and his experience in the business world, but for him also to share how that has impacted him as a person, um, as a citizen, and, and as a father. So I was really moved by Noe's wisdom, and very, yeah, very, very excited. Personally, I've been a Starbucks customer for over a decade. God knows how many hundreds of cups of coffee I've had in their stores around the world, and they, they're doing some amazing work here, and it was just... I really think you, the listener, will take so much value of this interview with Noe, who shares with you some amazing insights. So sit back, if you're in a Starbucks, even better, <laughs> and enjoy this amazing interview with CEO of Starbucks Philippines, Noe Lopez. So Noe Lopez, yeah. thank you so much for making time for us today. Thank you. I really appreciate this. Uh, you've allowed me into your office to Thank ask you a couple of questions. Sure, sure. So, Noe, this is uh, your first husband and wife team. Mm-hmm. I have, you're strongly recommended by your wife. Cree <laughs> <laughs> and Cree actually referenced you uh, in our uh, in our interview, right. episode number eight. So, our listeners who want to check out Cree's amazing interview, the uh, best view uh, episode number eight. She referenced you as one of her inspirations. I guess this is the same question I ask every guest, but just to start with, what has given you joy in the last 24 hours? The last 24, well, we're coming off a weekend. So, yeah. uh, well, yesterday was the anniversary of my parents. Oh. So, you know, family is such a big thing for us Filipinos and even for me personally. So that, mm. was, that was a very good thing. We spent, uh, we had a nice dinner with my, my immediate family. I have, I have, uh, two brothers and two sisters, mm. and obviously my parents, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, getting together is always good. So that's given me the most joy. And then spending the weekend with my newborn baby, ah. a six six week old uh, Emma. Yeah. So that's given me the most joy in the last twenty four hours. Wow, <laughs> I love that. And I got to see Emma briefly yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was over to home. Right. So, look, since I'm not married and I'm yeah. not a father, yes, yes, I hope to. What advice 
This is your second child. Yeah. yeah. Um, what advice would you give those um, future fathers out there about the different, that transition from first child to second child? I'm just so curious. Transition from first. I think. You know, I don't have to. I, I don't know if it's advice, but I think what I can share is. Uh, you're definitely a, a little less anxious and a little less <laughs> yeah. overbearing and a little less uh, uh, worried. You're a little less worried because it's your second child. You know? yeah. It's just like your second car, maybe. Or you're not as you're not like a helicopter hovering above the the baby and yeah. watching over every little thing and, and fussing about mm. everything. Uh, so you know, no, no really advice, but you know, maybe the best advice is get a good get a good wife you know and a good mother because because <laughs> yeah. they do most of the work yeah you know, you know and we're just there supporting them so uh, maybe the best advice is really just take care of your wife you know yeah. <laughs> through those hard times so let me share advice my uh, my pastor gave me when I lived in the US he told me he said Mike he said he never thought being a father would be so hard mm -hmm. but he never thought it'd be so rewarding yeah, yeah, yeah that was the advice he gave me and I always reflected on that yeah so with, with respect to that, before you became a father, did you see a, how was it matched your expectations in terms of hard work and reward? Well, I think, well, hard work and reward. You know, I think you can never really be prepared yeah. to be a father. I mean, you never really know how it, I mean, how it feels, right? Mm. Uh, but I think if anything, it's tried to make me more uh, responsible. Yeah. It's tried to make me want to make my children proud of what mm. I do and of myself, you know, as a person. Uh, it's, it gives you something to to live for and, and something that you want, you know, something you want to leave behind. Mm. Uh, you know, some, some kind of legacy that, you know, they, they can be proud of and that they will respect and, and that, that they can, you know, just that they, they can be, they can say they're, they're, they're proud that their parents are the, are this way, mm -hmm. you know, something that they think they can be happy about. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, hard work. It's just I think I've always worked hard even before having a child. So maybe now it's even working harder and being more, you know, trying to act with more integrity. Yeah. And more responsibility towards others, more sensitivity towards yeah. uh, you know, the human condition and to other people, the people that I meet with, mm -hmm. uh, the people I touch and influence. So yeah. No, I appreciate yeah. it. Let's talk about a quotation yeah. that really inspires you. And you can, a quote, whether it be from fatherhood or for a life quote or for a business quote, but yeah. something, um, just one or you can ask them two, but that really inspired you on your journey. Okay. Uh, well, the only one that, the one thing that comes to mind really quickly is uh, from Howard Behar, who was the president of Starbucks International, Starbucks Coffee International, when yeah. I joined. This was in 1996. And he, Howard, always liked to say, "Only the truth sounds like the truth." So, yeah, you know, for someone like me, who's my my personality, I'm very honest. I'm I'm sometimes too straightforward. I can be brutally frank. Uh, I I kind of really uh, relate to that. Yeah. Uh, of course, you kind of have to be careful how you say the truth. I think. I mean, you learn over time. You know how to be more diplomatic and how to be more yeah. sensitive. But I think what he's referring to most of, uh, mostly is about being honest, being honest mm -hmm. to others, being honest with yourself, and you know not trying to you know not trying to hide things, mm -hmm. and being really and you know especially in business and in life, I think acknowledging 
the truth mm. is, is very important uh, in solving anything or in, in approaching any situation yeah yeah well wow, it's really powerful yeah. it reminds me that you the first step to solving any problem is being aware right, right making right. it visible yeah, yeah, yeah. when you reflect to be frustrated with others and perhaps yourself in the past where you've hidden things well not made it visible and it's just made things worse have you seen that uh, no actually I think it's always been positive when you tell the truth I think it's the way you do it is yeah. where I've seen the different slides you know yeah. there's different ways of saying something or expressing certain things so depending on the situation if you're talking to maybe your parents or somebody more you know your superior or somebody below you there's a different way of yeah, I mean they're more effect. There's, uh, there are different ways of being effective in conveying your message. Yeah, you know? the truth is still the truth. It's just, you know, yeah, a matter of how you frame it. It's not uh, what you say. Sometimes it's the way you say it. Yes, exactly. So, so I think that's what I've learned over time. You know. Oh, okay. Whereas when I was younger, maybe I was a little too direct <laughs> you know, or confrontational, yeah. which sometimes isn't you know doesn't yeah. work for everybody. Exactly. Uh, so, Louis, what's the best advice you've ever received? Uh, again, it's from Howard Behar, who was the president of Starbucks Coffee International, and he said, you know, everything you do, it's all about the people. It's about the quality of your people. It's about, you know, you know, about the quality of your relationships with your people. And uh, that stuck with me all these years. I mean, through Starbucks and even through my personal relationships, mm. uh, I'm kind of an introvert. So that, that kind of struck me as uh, a very, well, it struck me very hard because an introvert doesn't really like dealing with a lot of people you know? yeah. and then being put in a position of responsibility mm -hmm. like to lead a company like Starbucks in the Philippines uh, you're gonna have to deal with a lot of people you know? mm -hmm. and you know his advice really stuck to me and uh, you know also coming from this was the 1990s from the from a traditional Filipino run company where it's not always all about the people Sometimes it's more about results and profitability, and it's more about the leader. Uh, that kind of opened my whole world, you know, saying it's not about just you. It's about everybody, and it's about the people that you, you, you deal with and people you work with. Yeah. It's a big statement, nothing, I mean, but I guess, you know, it, everybody has, everyone has their own interpretation of it. Mm. But that's how I interpreted it for, for myself. Mm, I really appreciate that. Yeah. When yeah. you think of the word successful, who comes to mind? Uh, well, it's another Howard. So Howard okay. Schultz. Is, oh, Howard is, Schultz. Is, is, okay. is the CEO and the president of, and the founder of, of, of uh, Starbucks Coffee. Yep. So he worked with Howard Behar. But yes. uh, I see him as successful because both in the business realm and on the human side, he's mm. very... I mean, he doesn't define success by how large his wallet is or how big his bank account is. He, he defines success both ways. Yeah. By, you know, taking care of his shareholders, yeah. taking care of the business, but also, you know, uh, leading the company in a way that is sensitive to the human condition. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's, he's always wanted to build a different kind of company, one that has a social conscience, mm -hmm. but is also... Uh, also fulfills its obligations to the shareholders and yeah. to the key stakeholders. So both, in both ways, he's trying to he's, he's tried to be to meet both objectives. Yeah. And when you say successful, I think he's been successful in, in achieving both of those 
mm. in both of those realms. And uh, yeah, I really admire uh, Howard for you know standing up for what he believes in on both aspects of, of uh, and he's been successful and he's proven to be successful all, for many years mm. in, in both of those aspects. Excellent. Yeah. For listeners yeah. who hopefully are all readers, yeah. What book would you recommend to them to help them help them define success for themselves? So what book have you come across that has helped you on your journey that you would recommend to them? Yeah. That's hard. I think again, I go back to my default is a business book because, you know, I I'm, I'm so into business. I spend, yeah. you know, my whole day on business. Yeah. Uh, but I think Built to Last is one of the best Jim Collins? Yeah, Jim yeah. Collins. Because it talks about preserving the core and then still spurring innovation. And I think depending on how you define your core, you, know, you always want to be true to what's made you successful as a yeah. person or what, you're, what you as a person believe in. Yeah. And then you keep continuing to grow. You know? mm -hmm. So you stay true to yourself, but you keep, don't be satisfied, keep mm -hmm. growing. So that's what, that's what I like. That's, that's, that's what I keep going back to. Is there another book that you really enjoy? Well, I, you know, it's just for fun, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I like biographies. I like the bi biography of JFK. I like, okay. uh, uh, I think I read the biography of Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson. That was interesting, but I think he's very, his life is very well chronicled. So it's not, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, I, don't, I didn't think it went as deep as, you know, uh, there's nothing really new I learned there. But uh, the one of JFK was very interesting. I read about uh, Bob Gates, the ex-Secretary of Defense okay. for the United States, and okay. he talks a lot about the military and the role of the military and, and how, you know, sometimes the military, the people in the military protect the country and even actually in, on a global scale, yet they're so neglected when they come back mm. because they're so scarred, right? So yeah. it's difficult for them to find jobs and it's difficult for them to, to get integrated back into society. Yeah. So, you know, I seen that he was advocating that the country, well, the United States, be a little more, well, acknowledge that and do something about it. Mm. But it's a small percentage of the population to fight the battles, to look after them. Yes, more. and they're not yeah. taken care of. Right? Exactly, so. exactly. When you look at your career, what compliments have you received that you're most proud of? That's a hard question. I don't, you know, I can't even remember. <laughs> I don't really remember compliments. I'm, I'm the kind of person who's always, you know, looking forward. Yeah. Maybe that's a fault, but I don't really. Well, well, well let's ask. I don't really question. believe my own press. Let's say, oh, let's I put it you. that way. So okay. I can't even remember. <laughs> well, okay. What about rather than you? What about Starbucks Philippines? What compliments have the organization received that you're most proud? Yes, of? that there's a lot. In fact. Probably the one that I'm most proud of is that uh, a lot of companies and a lot of large companies have come to us asking us to share how we empower our people to deliver great customer service at the stores. Mm. And I think that's a huge compliment to my people, to the people I work with, the people who lead the operations, the, the, the people, all the, the leadership team and all throughout the organization. When 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 companies you respect and people you respect mm. admire the work that you do, yeah. that's a huge compliment. And these are large multinational companies that say, we want to learn from you because you're the best at customer service. Mm. 
wow. in the Philippines. Yes. So that's it's a very good. I mean, you know, can't be proud of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can personally testify that. I think <laughs> every other day, yeah, I'm in a Starbucks. Oh, thank you. <laughs> as a foreigner who's very new to this country, um, I've told this to my team. That I, I just think that I'm not saying this because I'm talking to you, but yeah. you're. It's exceptional. It's, yeah. I, I've not seen that level of quality in terms of customer service yeah. and smiles, yeah. people remembering my name, yeah. remembering my order. <laughs> it's, it's pretty special. So you, you have a special ingredient. Yeah. So tell me, what, what excites you most? Well, if you look to the future, because you mentioned that, that your future really excites you. Yes. What aspects of the Starbucks future here in the Philippines that excites you the most? Um, again, it's about, it. I go back to the people. What excites me is what's actually driven me from the very beginning is to prove uh, not just to the world but maybe to ourselves first, to the Filipino community, the Philippine environment, that we can be world class. Mm. And this is kind of you know similar to what you're trying to do. You're trying to inspire Filipinos to uplift themselves. My goal was really to build a company that would show others that the Filipino could could do excellent work. Yeah, I grew up. I grew up and grew up in an environment where the Filipino was always getting was always getting a bad reputation. Was all had a bad reputation, mm. or was getting flat for all the the silly things that went on in the country, whether it's corruption or poverty, yeah. lack of infrastructure, yeah. you know, uh, lack of discipline, lack of respect, you know. And I wanted to get away from that. I wanted to see if we could do something, use Starbucks as a vehicle yep. to do that and to make Filipinos proud. I know it's very cliche. I know. Uh, but there are a lot of people who want to do the same thing. And then, you know, I've traveled the world and some of the most talented people I've met are Filipinos working abroad. Yes. In fact, many companies want to take my, my people and bring them abroad because of the work we're doing. Yeah. So that's kind of been my my goal. Yeah. If I can build a company that can that can do that, mm-hmm. yeah. I appreciate. It. Actually, I'm sharing something now that I haven't shared with most people. One of the one of the factors that influenced me to choose the Philippines mm-hmm. was meeting OFWs around yeah. the world. Yeah. I've met OFWs, Filipinos in America, in Europe, in Africa, and they've left such a positive impression. Yes on me personally that when I was deciding to move to Asia, the Philippines came number one on that list because of that work ethic, character. So it's, um, you're right, it's something special. And it's, yeah, let's bring it here. (laughs) Let's bring it home. (laughs) So knowing this is my favorite part of the show and people kind of laugh at me because this is sometimes the most difficult part of the show. But I, this is where, personally, I learned the most from. Right. It's the adversity. Yeah. It's the how to overcome adversity. So, if you um, could you share us with this a setback that you had in your life that you learned the most from? Uh, probably it's the first. Uh, well, not the first, but one of the businesses that we I started to work for before Starbucks was called was a duty free store. So it's a big uh, retail uh, store in, in Subic. And I started, you know, I, I joined this company. This is a, a company owned also by the Rustan Group, which is which we are a part of. Yeah. Uh, and we started this uh, in the early 90s with my cousin. 
and we failed miserably. Mm. And I wasn't able to turn that business around, but failing miserably kind of told me, taught me where all the where to look for, where where to look in terms of you know if a business is successful or not. Uh, I don't think I would. I don't think Starbucks in the Philippines would be where it is today if I didn't go through that. Or I would be where I am today if I didn't go through that. Yeah. Uh, so it's a huge failure. But again, what it taught me was where to look. Where to look. Where were the levers? Where were the red flags? Where should You can't look at everything in the business. There's too many moving parts. Yeah. There's just a few places where you need to look to see if your business is healthy or not. Yeah. Uh, and that taught me. Mm. The other thing that I always go back. It's not business. It's riding a bike. Ah. Uh, but this is not riding a bike when you're young. This is riding a bike when I was around 40 years old. My, oh. It seems, you know, the middle age, now the, hot, the hottest thing is getting into triathlon or endurance yeah. sports, right? So I got into biking with my, my friends and I couldn't master clipping on and off. Okay. Because nobody ever taught me how to do it. Uh, and I was so scared, you know, driving, riding around Metro Manila <laughs> and, ha- and being clipped onto a bike. It's kind of dangerous. You kind of know how to clip them. Mm. Otherwise, these things, these, these jeeps and these buses are going to kill you, right? So I kind of gave up. Mm. But then, you know, I said, you know, two years after, I said, you know, I can't give up. I have to. This was after two years, after buying a brand new bike, giving up after a month. After two years, I said, no, I'm going to master this. And, you know, I did my, I just, wouldn't give up and you know after a few months I was stronger than any of these the people who I started with yeah but two years before so that taught me a lot yeah about perseverance and just hard work yeah hard work and, and never giving up so tell me about what advice would you give people who, are, who go through a failure yeah. let's say whether it's in business or maybe trying new sports yeah and right there they say I quit I'm not doing this again I'm walking away what, how can you help them in that? What advice would you give them in that moment? Yeah, don't give up. Mm. Don't give up. I, you know, I don't think... I think giving up will always haunt you. <laughs> right? <laughs> it lasts forever. Yeah, it lasts forever. Uh, you know, and... You know, I think what's, what's the... What's the worst thing that can happen? Mm. You've, already, you've already given up, right? Or you've already failed. You'll never... I mean, you just... It's just not in my, my, my mind to give up. Yeah. You know? So, does that take you back to your childhood in terms of your lessons? And I think so too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I can I can remember many things, and and then you read the literature now, and the biggest thing about rearing children, so raising yes. children, is yeah. teaching them perseverance and never mm-hmm. to give up, right? Yeah. Uh, because that's that's how they will be successful in life later on, more than academics or yeah. intelligence. And I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. I was never, you know. I wouldn't call myself an academic or an intellectual. Mm. I'm where I am today mm. by never giving up. Exactly. <laughs> now, I love what you said. I love, I, this is a subject in the last few years that has fascinated me is, I've, oh, the last six years I've been fascinated by adults' yeah. development. Yeah. But so much of it goes back to child, yeah. Yeah. To child development. Yeah. So this, I, this wasn't part of my script, but I'm fascinated by your response. What you're learning in business, especially with such a extraordinary successful company like Starbucks in terms of people development and character developments are you seeing some of the principles being applicable in raising children yeah 
Yeah. And uh, yeah. Do you want to share some of your thoughts on that? That's a good. That's a good analogy because yes, I think what I've seen in the 18 years I've been running Starbucks in the Philippines is the most successful people are the ones with the best attitude and the ones that never give up. Because with a company like ours, we have so many tools and so many resources. Yeah. You know, you've got all these, whether it's technology or whether it's, it's, uh, it's uh, manuals or whether it's uh, uh, resources that we buy off, off, of, uh, off of libraries that, that teach us how to develop ourselves, how to manage people, yeah. how to act in certain situations, how to read a PNL, how to... We have all these resources. And at the end of everything, it just depends on the person. Yeah. And it's attitude, and for me, it's attitude and perseverance. Mm. Uh, and those are the ones that I've seen uh, in my company that have really proven to be very successful. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So last question on adversity. And sure. this is advice you would give to people that are going through adversity from their loved ones. Yeah. So let's say it's a, a young boy or girl who's maybe got a dream yeah. and they're being discouraged. Yeah. Whether at home or from their partners or from their friends, they've been discouraged. Maybe they're being discouraged to actually invest in the Philippines, to, yeah. to leave. Um, what advice would you give someone who is discouraged from the ones they love? Wow. Uh, again, I'm not really good at giving advice, but I can just share uh, what I've been through. Yeah. Uh, when I graduated from Santa Clara in, in California in 1990, I came back to Manila because that was what was expected of me. Mm. But I said, you know, I didn't want to work in, in, in the family business because, you know, you're treated like the son of an owner, mm. which is essentially you're not doing anything and everybody just tiptoes around you. So. It was not an environment where I felt I was going to learn anything mm. or I was going to grow. So I said I wanted to go back to the States and, you know, do, do things for myself. Find my own destiny. Yes. Shape my own destiny. Yeah. And my parents said, you're stupid. <laughs> You've got all these resources. You have this huge company that, yeah. that is counting on you to, you know, to be a contributor. And you want to go back to the States. And I said, you know, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, and even at the risk of alienating myself from my family, which I did, I did go back. Mm. And uh, I chose my own path. Mm. And that's also proven to be a huge part of where I am today. Because I don't take things, I mean, I run, I work for the Rustan Group. I'm a member of the family. I'm third generation from Tokyo. But I never th take things that I, I don't take it as an entitlement. I, mm. I take things as you have to earn it. Yes. You have to be creative. You have to find ways around. It's not because you're that tatnao who you can get things done, you know. It's not because of your family name. Where sometimes in Asia that, that helps a lot, but it doesn't, it doesn't, Guarantees nowadays, it doesn't guarantee anything. Exactly. So, you know, by doing that, so that was adversity with my family, with my parents, whom I love, still love very dearly, and I, you know, I've always loved very dearly. It's very painful to have that rift, you know. But I think, you know, 20, 25 years later, it's shown to be, it wasn't, you know, it's taught, maybe it's taught them a lesson and it's taught me a lesson. Yeah. yeah. So for your two little girls, do you see uh, future discussions <laughs> yeah. in 20 years' time? Well, that's fine, you know, I think, you, you know, again, they say the best, 
the most important times of child rearing is the early years. Yeah. You know? So then, if you get to the teenage years, then <laughs> they're free to do what they want to do. And yeah. especially for me, who's ran away from home, mm. how can I say that's not the right thing to do? You know, if that's if you're gonna fall flat on your face and you learn from it, you learn from it, right? Yep. And if you succeed, you succeed. You, you know, even people like you, you're doing things in the in a country that you're not even familiar with. You're talking to people like us, right? So it's not your comfort zone. Yeah. So get out of the comfort zone, right? Yeah, that's where growth happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I could have stayed in the family business and just signed checks, and but that's not. I don't think that would have done anything for my self development yeah. or my personal growth. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. And there you have it, folks. That concludes part one of a two-part interview with Noe Lopez. So for more interviews like this, I encourage you to go to bestofyou.ph where you'll see some amazing guests. And actually of interest, well, I will have to highlight the woman who recommended me to interview Noe, and that was his lovely wife, Cree. So Cree Reyes-Lopez is on episode number 14. Check her interview out. Um, she's the founder of Messy Bessie, um, social entre- entrepreneur. Amazing story behind that and an amazing inspiration. So they are our first husband and wife team. So we're very honored that they get to share their wisdom and experiences with us here on this episode. Okay, guys, go to part two of this interview. And Noe shares further insights that you'll find either, you'll find, I promise you, you'll find further inspiring. Okay, that's on episode number 38, part two of this interview with Noe Lopez. Okay, see you in part two. Thank you.